Welcome to Innovation Insiders with Brado Creative Insight. Your host is Andy Ford, one of today's leading innovators. Our show is about how ideas and technology come together to form the most buzzed about products of the 21st century. Specifically, what goes into the thought process of these innovations and the channels they go through to get to the marketplace. Now, here is Andy Ford. Welcome to the Innovation Insiders, Brado Creative Insight. I am your host, Andy Ford, coming from the headquarters of Brado Creative Insight right here in St. Louis, Missouri, right next to Bush Stadium and a statue of Ted Williams in view of the arch. Uh, my uh, my guest today is very special, Owen Klein. Um, Owen is actually the vice president of Global Culinary Innovation at CKE Restaurant Holdings. In that role, he oversees food and beverage innovation for Carl's Jr. and Hardy's uh, restaurants, and that's worldwide. Uh, Previously, uh, he served as the Director of International Product Development and Optimization for both of those brands. Just to give you a little bit about Owen, more than 15 years of experience in culinary innovation and operations, Carl's, Jr. and Hardy's. And then prior to joining CKE, he's had a various roles at Culinary Sales Support Incorporated, and then most recently as a director of culinary research and development and international operations. Uh, Owen is a very, very fascinating guy who's got a, a, a rich uh, array of interests, and he brings those to his brands that he works with and to the projects that he works on. Owen, welcome to Innovation Insiders. Thanks for that intro, Andy. I uh, appreciate being here. No problem. No problem. Uh, now, you are you're out of Nashville, right? You guys have your offices down there. Correct. Um, I, I just moved to Nashville about six months ago, uh, along with company headquarters. That's a, uh, Nashville is a hopping place right now. It's, it, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I mean, especially the food scene here, um, yeah. uh, way better than, uh, than I could have ever imagined it being. Um, <clears throat> I moved most recently from, uh, from the Los Angeles area and, mm-hmm. um, we, we all know how, how, uh, extensive that food scene is. Um, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, that Nashville really surprised me, uh, you know, a, a it's global reach, um, for, for, for different types of ethnic foods and, uh, and also, you know, how, how many variations in, in, in things like barbecue and bourbon you can get. Um, so, so, uh, both, both of which I very much enjoy. I think there's the, uh, now that I think about it, you in Nashville, you could do the three B's of culinary and it's the two that you layered on there, this barbecue, there's bourbon. And the third I'll argue is biscuits. Yep, You've got yep. a lot of biscuit uh, <laughs> love, so to speak, in that area. That is, is, the, that is uh, very you, true. Now, now you're not from LA though, originally, right? Where are you from originally? No, um, I, I grew up in Baltimore. Um, so, okay. so I'm a I'm an East Coast, Mid Atlantic kid. Um, uh, after after I left Baltimore, I went to Chicago, and I lived there for about a decade. Um, Working as a as a chef in fine dining. Um, yeah. So, now, who so, did, who so, did you work for in Chicago? I'm just curious. Um, most of my time was spent at a restaurant called Spring. Um, okay. uh, working under the tutelage of uh, Chef Sean McLean. Uh, he had himself a mini empire in uh, in Chicago at one time, and still still has a couple restaurants in in Vegas. 
Um, I did some extended uh, um, uh, uh, stretches at uh, the the Moto Group, um, okay. and uh, and worked or worked worked a, a little bit um, uh, in, in some other really nice fine dining places. Do you now? That's always fascinating to me when I get a chance to talk. I mean, your career now is. I mean, you're in charge of a lot, a lot of work. But to go from culinary school, which I know you did, and you were actually, mm-hmm. you were also trained in baking as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that's true. You know, um, I tried to amass as many um, technical talents uh, yeah. as, as far as far as uh, food went. Um, so, uh, so I got a degree in baking and pastry as well as, uh, as well as culinary arts, um, uh, after, uh, after I graduated, uh, from, from undergrad and, uh, figured out I didn't want to do what I went to school originally for. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, that, that, that tends to resonate with a lot of innovators. <laughs> I've noticed <laughs> I got out and it turns out that I, I hated it. I was bored to tears. I was, yeah. I got to imagine though, is that, you know, working in fine dining, that is, if I'm not mistaken, and I've known enough chefs in my career to, you know, to really get a, a, a little bit of a flavor is that there's a, there's a cachet to working in fine dining amongst chefs. Is there not? Uh, you got to be glutton for punishment, uh, for okay. sure. Um, uh, you 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 need to veritably eat crap for 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 years um, until until you can you can show off any creativity, any innovation of your own. Um, and you know, uh, for for due cause, um, you know you yeah. you need to develop muscle memory over years, uh, you know, a, a, a wealth of foundational knowledge before, before you can even touch, uh, assembled plates. So, um, you know, I, uh, I, I definitely grew up in, um, uh, in the, the Emerald TV era. Um, but, uh-huh. uh, uh, try to, try to approach it with more of an old school mindset. You know, uh, I, 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 I wash dishes, um, starting out. Uh, I, um, you know, in Chicago, uh, uh, did uh, did did the dumpster dance when uh, when when uh, when the trash bins were were too full on Saturday nights, and uh, you know we we weren't getting to pick up for for two days. You know, so you, you got to explain. You, gotta, you sorry for those people who've never worked in food service. You've got to explain what the dumpster dance is. So, um, so the dumpster dance is um, is when. Uh, you, you you turn out enough volume from from your restaurant, uh-huh. produce uh, enough garbage, uh, and uh, and bag enough perishables that that your dumpster is overflowing with, with trash. Um, in uh, in Baltimore and Chicago, uh, for instance, um, if your lid does not close to said dumpster, um, they won't pick up your trash. Um, no way. Also, uh, also this uh, the, this normally happens. Um, uh, when you have to do the dance um, on Saturday nights, and obviously um, there's going to be no garbage pickup uh, on a Sunday, so so you need to prep oh. for 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 another day of service. So uh, normally the guys on uh, the the lowest rung of the totem pole, um, uh-huh. me me at the time on multiple occasions, um, uh, would have to jump on all the trash and uh, essentially compact it. 
So, you know, yeah. uh, uh, chef shoes and chef pants, uh, um, uh, we, we would have to do that about, you know, uh, 11 p.m. on a Saturday night to, to, oh, to make no. sure that uh, we don't get cited and uh, we can so go through Sunday with no, no, no issues. That's the worst. That's the worst. Right. That, that, you know, you, you earned your stripes, didn't you? I mean, it's a part of, you know, coming in, in, in the world you're in right now. And I don't know how many culinary professionals work with and or under you, but you've got a team of people that you are helping steer through the innovation process for CKE. Oh, for sure. a- for am sure. I right? Yes, uh, that, is, that is correct. Um, we, have a, we have a team of about 10 strong here. Okay. Okay. Does that part of, and, and you know, not only do you have a, obviously a mindset for culinary arts and you've got a background in that, uh, but in, in your world, do you, do you kind of need to earn some of that respect by having paid your dues, been through, you know, enough food service situations where you can look at your team of culinary professionals, R&D professionals and say, look, here's here's the path we're going to take here's what we're going to undertake is that sort of one of those things that you almost feel like you've had to have earned in order to get that you know response that you get today from your team for for sure i mean you you have to be in the weeds uh multiple times to get a team out of the weeds uh in, in my book uh-huh. um you know mm-hmm. you, you may be lucky and uh and steer clear uh of uh, of them from from time to time if if you haven't but you know having somebody that that has that experience and um you know I, while i don't necessarily think restaurant experience is the most necessary thing uh for for my role yeah. it surely helps and uh okay. and I, I i i run my test kitchen like a restaurant you know i expect yeah. when there's work to be done uh, uh that uh, you know, office hours don't matter. You know, you're mm. you're here when you need to be here and crank, cranking out your work, just like just like you would a prep list on the line. So, so it's, I I treat it as such, and I try to instill the same kind of values into my team that um, yeah. you know a, a, a chef de cuisine would in a fine dining restaurant. So that I mean, your your view of when the work needs to get done. I mean, it's, you know, all hands on deck. Let's treat it just like we would. This was, you know, getting served out to a live customer. Do you think that puts that, not just the pressure on you and your team, but does it keep your customer in your mind somewhat as you're going through, you know, your process? Most definitely. Um, And, you know, unlike, um, some people that, that that don't have the same kind of background that that I do, there is there is absolutely nothing like the instant gratifi- gratification that you get when you serve somebody a, a good dish or or a good burger mm-hmm. or a good plate of food. You know they're they're going to love you forever and, and remember that food because you know uh, a maybe they've never had something like that before. You know maybe it's something truly innovative to them. And be, uh, you know, if it's clicking on all cylinders, they're, they're going to know you as the, the food guy or the food team that, 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 yeah. that cranks out the best products. Yeah, that's that's critical, it sounds like. I mean, especially being, you know, in innovation uh, for a major, you know, two major brands like you have there is finding something that resonates with a consumer has got to be on the top of your mind at least, you know, I don't know, 60% of your day. 
Yep. You know, what yep. are people into? What do they want? What are they, you know, what are they, what are they going to dig, you know, from my, from my restaurants? I mean, how much time do you think you spend thinking about your customer? When, when I'm in the office and not, not, not eating somewhere else, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'd say, I'd say three quarters of the time for sure. And, you know, Andy, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. I, I, if it doesn't resonate with my consumer, then I'm wasting my time. Right. Right. That's a, and that's a big deal. And I mean, you know, you've got a, we're going to spend a little time in our next section. I want to talk a little bit about this marketplace. I mean, you've, you've had experience from that fine dining world over to, you know, cor- corporate culinary development. And now, you know, some of these brands that you work with, it, it can be, and I say, I don't mean it's a crowded marketplace from, you know, fast food, fast casual or casual dine. And those are all terms that you use inside the restaurant industry. But yep. just from a food perspective, I mean, you're you're in competition with everything you eat. Am I wrong? No, no it, it's it's totally true. Um, you know, obviously we're we're up against other traditional fast food uh, uh, directly yeah. for for the biggest portion of our market share. But everything steals uh, from everything else. You know, uh, yeah. food. The, the the delineator line between uh, you know burger restaurants right now and uh, independent restaurants the vast majority is so much so much narrower than than it used to be you know pe- yeah. people thought of mass mass production food you know industrial everything looks the same com- coming off a factory line for for QSR and and. You know, uh, a lot of the brands are responding in kind as they see sales drop. So, yeah. um, so, so trying to mimic what people love about their favorite mom and pop shops is uh, is where we're going with uh, with a lot of the uh, well, a lot of the new products. So, I'm going to do this real quick. Uh, you're, we're talking with our special guest Owen Klein, who's VP in charge of culinary with CKE. You are listening to Innovation Insiders. When we come back, we're going to talk to Owen about his personal definition of innovation and how he moves teams through those kind of pipelines. So, stay with us. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. The Brado Innovation Labs are a fleet of mobile laboratories equipped with the tools needed to conduct in-depth innovation sessions, including rapid prototyping whenever and wherever you want it to be. Each lab is equipped with 3D printers, laser cutters, modeling software, and prototyping tools. The lab makes it easy to put prototypes into the hands of those who will be charged with the manufacturing, marketing, selling, and ultimately consuming in as little as a single day. Grotto's Innovation Sprint streamlines what typically takes a month or longer into one intense productive week. At Grotto, we take an inside-out approach to innovation that marries your company's inside expertise with consumers' outside insight, all in the same room. Together, this process helps to inform, research, design, and create alignment for your innovations. Our pursuit of intense empathy and innovation manifests itself in many ways, transforming traditional components of research into something much more powerful. For more information, visit brado.net, B-R-A-D-O.net. 
The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Innovation Insiders with Brado Creative Insight with Andy Ford. For more information about Brado, please visit Brado.net. Again, that's B R A D O.net. Now, back to the show. Welcome back once again to Innovation Insiders. I'm Andy Ford. Uh, I forgot to mention this at the top of the show, but you can reach us. We always love to answer emails and Twitter. Andy.Ford at brado.net. You can hit me up on Twitter at AFord, or you can uh, hit us up at brado at brado insight. So uh, be glad to interact with you on Twitter or answer your questions via email. Once again, I am talking with the uh, ever-present and well-traveled Owen Klein. Owen's the VP of Global Culinary Innovation at CKE. Most notably, you know that as Hardee's or CKE. And so, Owen, we were talking about you know, innovation and, you know, thinking about your consumer and the customer and the way you have to really compete against the marketplace today. And I'm going to back up a little bit and just in a broad stroke, ask you to answer this is, is when it, what is your definition of innovation? Um, and, and I'll back up a little bit further, Andy, um, uh, uh CKE, uh, uh, don't forget about Carl Jr. as well. Hardy, Hardy's oh, and sorry. Carl I, meant, Jr. I meant to say yeah. Hardy's and Carl Jr. I was actually, big, you can tell that I'm a, I'm a bit pie. of a Southern guy. You know what I mean? I, I, <laughs> I, I, I see where your bias lays, for sure. Yeah, oh, I hate, I, matter of fact, I want to get into that later. I want to talk a little bit about just I know a little bit about the the Hardee's scene and you know that customer base at breakfast and then all the way out to your Carl's Jr. I mean you guys have a swath of the the marketplace that's pretty wide yep. isn't it yeah so I want to yep. make sure we get to that cuz that's something that and I think you basically and I don't know if you said this I think you said 6 to 60 is that not you feed right <laughs> and it may be older than that like you feed there's no one you don't hit, so that's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. That, that that that's pretty much true. Um, I I didn't say that, but I'll steal it. Um, so. 
It's, and by the way, 60 might be selling it short. That might be I need to extend that, raise yep, it up a yep. little bit. Um, also true. So, so, now, so now, I mean, your personal definition, I mean, you are developing these killer ideas in food and beverage for Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. But just on a personal level, just what's your definition uh, of innovation? Um, I, I guess that's a pretty loaded one. Um, my definition of innovation um, is the middle ground that uh, that balances um, creativity and uh, and approachability. Um, uh, so, so, so by approachability, I I, I mean uh, kind of innovation within innovation where 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 you make something that is familiar enough that uh, that that people are incentivized to try it um, mm. so so innovation in my role specifically is is balancing the the two of those so so they're they're at their peak that's interesting is it which one of those you know incentivizing somebody to try something in today's marketplace I'm really curious how you do that does the food lead the say food food beverage item that you're making does that lead that incentivate that incentive or is it the marketing message or is there a dual aspect to that yeah it, it's totally a combination uh, of the two um, so within that marketing message there there's a price point which um, you know at, commands a ton of draw or, or, or repulsion <laughs> um, <laughs> well. in a lot of, in a lot of cases. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, the, the products got to be creative, unique, um, and also something that people uh, think of as, as delicious in their head before, the, before they ever order it. Or, okay. um, you know, it's, it's, it's an exploratory measure where safe enough that, that you know either they trust the brand enough to to, to give them something always that yeah. is going to taste good and they're going to get a new experience out of it, or it's a it, or it's a combination of, of flavors that are bringing them in. So you know it's it's really all over the place and and depends yeah. on uh, the the demographic target that, that that we're working on for for the for the product. Yeah, it's funny is that, you know, when you start thinking about that demographic target that you're working with, and then you just mentioned, you know, is it, you know, between taste, the flavors in their head, something that grabs their attention. The other part that I've got to throw in there, knowing, you know, your business is that, you know, you guys start serving food early in the morning and then you go late at night. And so along the way, not only do you have these different targets, i.e. the consumers that you have to consider, but you've got different, well, you've mentioned price points, but also day parts. Are there, in your estimation, are there some day parts where you can have a little more license to be, you know, disruptive than, than say, you know, other parts of the day where you got to be a little bit more closer to a traditional sort of dish that people are familiar with? Most definitely. Um, you know, yeah. the... The, the simplest part of the day uh, is, is, is breakfast for sure. And, um, you know, the, the wiggle room to, to innovate around, around breakfast items, you know, while, while Hardee's has done it really well and hopefully continues to do so, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, it is, it is, is much narrower than, um, than lunch, dinner, late night um, uh, okay. menu parts. 
So yeah. I, I think I think people are a little more apt to uh, a spend more and explore more uh, later in the day, whereas early in the day. Um, People are, are are looking more for fuel than than, than yeah. they are for uh, to, to throw caution to the wind, you know. So uh, weekends may may be uh, a different animal uh, in itself for 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 breakfast innovation, but yeah. um, but generally simple, safe, uh, and and gut filling is um, it, are are kind of the the mantra that we use for 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 breakfast. And that's interesting too. Is that you know? I mean, you brought up and, and my to my uh, detriment. You know, you got a Hardee's, and that's and I know Hardee's, i.e., growing up in the South and spending or recognizing you know the homemade biscuits and the lunch, not the lunch, the breakfast crowd that goes there. And at that time, it was a bit older, if I must admit. Considering that your Carl's Jr. brand is you know predominantly started at least historically on the West Coast. And I don't, I, and I'm not solid on this. You can correct me. I'm not sure they've got the same sort of breakfast, you know, following. And I'm guessing that, you know, even in regard to those two brands, the probably the demographic on those two also shifts according to Daypart. Yep. How hard is it for you to balance out multiple brands, multiple consumers, and all these Dayparts? You know, as we... As we drill into um, our consumer data uh, more than yeah. ever, um, yeah. the the differences between the the, the actual uh, consumers that, that we're serving in each brand uh, becomes more and more apparent. Um, so while there is uh, a fair amount of national crossover between both banner uh, both banners at the same time. Um, we we do need to take into account some regionality. Um, you mentioned some age differences, uh, which which are apparent, um, and which definitely play into um, the amount and level of innovation uh, slash creativity yeah. that, uh, that that we can pour into uh, to our products. You know, uh, typically uh, a younger consumer is going to want to explore a little bit more, um, but uh, that's definitely not always the case. Um, and, um, you know, the, 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 the demographics that, that we're serving between each brand, um, also play into that as well. So, uh, typically, um, we, we have to play it safe with, with, uh, with some menu parts and, uh, and, and we can play around a little bit more with others. Is it? How you know this is so this is so fascinating. You start thinking about all the things that you have to balance out and all those things you have to keep together. How hard is it for you to keep your team engaged or uh, in line with all of the guardrails? I'll say that come into you know a you know let's say a day part by brand. Are, are they just are they in lockstep with you, or is it like a constant reminder of guys? Don't forget. This is what the customers are going through. Here's what they need. Here's what they're looking for. Yeah, you know, um, it's 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 tough. Uh, you know, keeping keeping all those filters in mind while 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 asking them to to drive uh, creativity, driving innovation. You know, not just for the brand, but for uh, quick service restaurants or fast food in general. Um, it, it's it, it's tough to stay on top of those things, um, and uh, you know. 
it's it's really the constant reminder um, technique for 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 how we remind of filters, and also mapping out a rock solid strategy from the get go is 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 how we need to play into it so so those filters are are on our our first strategic document uh, on our first one pager for 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 every single project and so it's like those are table stakes as far as you're concerned And, and earlier you had talked about diving into your data or the data more and more is it you've got this background in culinary styles techniques arts and now you've got you know all this marketplace and the things that are happening you know culturally what kind of data do you find is meaningful to give you insight into the kinds of you know innovation that is really going to make a difference for your customer well i i guess it's it's a combination of of data sources so um we take a look and receive a lot of a lot of food trend data, um, mm-hmm. all of which has uh, has some specific slant to it. Um, you know, but you know, generally paying attention to to rise in mentions on menus uh, is is a good yeah. place to start uh, for for food trend. You know, whether it's it, whether it's growth or fall, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, obviously keeping your finger on the button for for uh, what what else is going on in the competitive landscape. We also right. um, tend to uh, keep a very close eye on <clears throat> on what independents are doing specifically um, versus versus taking a look at what other fast food guys or uh, other um, fast casuals are doing. You know, because That's, at that uh, point, at, at I want to ask you real not, quick. Sorry. Sorry, okay, go ahead. sorry, Owen. Forgive me. Apologies, apologies. We're about to go to break, and I, I want to stop you there because when I come back, I really want to find out not only those independents that you you know look at what you're watching for, but I'm really curious when it comes to culture in general. What do you keep your eye on? What are you paying attention to? So we're going to go to break. Uh, you're listening to Innovation Insiders. My guest is Owen Klein, and we'll be right back after this quick break. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The Brado Innovation Labs are a fleet of mobile laboratories equipped with the tools needed to conduct in-depth innovation sessions, including rapid prototyping whenever and wherever you want it to be. Each lab is equipped with 3D printers, laser cutters, modeling software, and prototyping tools. The lab makes it easy to put prototypes into the hands of those who will be charged with the manufacturing, marketing, selling, and ultimately consuming in as little as a single day. Brado's Innovation Sprint streamlines what typically takes a month or longer into one intense productive week. At Brado, we take an inside-out approach to innovation that marries your company's inside expertise with consumers' outside insight, all in the same room. Together, this process helps to inform, research, design, and create alignment for your innovations. Our pursuit of intense empathy and innovation manifests itself in many ways, transforming traditional components of research into something much more powerful. For more information, visit brado.net, B-R-A-D-O dot net. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. 
Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to Innovation Insiders with Brado Creative Insight with Andy Ford. For more information about Brado, please visit brado.net. Again, that's b r a d o.net. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, Innovation Insiders. I'm Andy Ford. With me is my guest Owen Klein, and we just went to break, and during break, um, I got an email asking about why independents are so important as, you know, sort of a North Star or, or maybe not a North Star, but uh, indication of what's happening in the marketplace that you are looking at. And the question is, is it why does independents and then what do they bring over to the mass market? Or maybe the better question is, what do they allow you to bring to the mass market? Sure. So, uh, so that, that's a really good question. Um, so, from 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 the independent restaurant perspective, um, they have the most flexibility uh, to 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 put um, uh, creative products on the menu. Um, uh, they they're they're only making uh, uh, products for for one restaurant, um, and they have the flexibility to change their menu from from day to day. Versus uh, an operation like mine that has four thousand plus restaurants. Um, yeah, it's yeah. It, it, it's a glacial pace uh, for uh, for 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 a menu change. Um, so so independents in, in general have have a little bit more flexibility, and uh, you know they can throw some crazy stuff on their menus. Uh, rarely do we do we take uh, uh, fully composed ideas uh, from from uh-huh. independents, but there are are so many nuggets out there that uh, you know resonate with consumers, whether it's a uh, you know, uh, a product that goes viral, say, like, you know, a rainbow mozzarella stick or something like that, um, uh, or, or a unicorn frappuccino, um, uh, that, that we can apply to, to our business. Uh, it's, it's fascinating to me, too, Owen, as you start looking for the – it sounds like you're looking at the fringe, and then you're maybe stepping it back a notch and then going, this – is what's going to a you know to your point really attract someone's attention, but you can do it in four thousand restaurants, and so exactly. it's not all the way out there. Uh, beyond food, this is the thing that I wanted to ask about too. As we went into break, is your interest must be you know far and wide 
And I'm curious, where do you look for your inspiration for innovation beyond the culinary? Um, you know, beyond the culinary, uh, uh, obviously looking looking to uh, more of an artistic realm um, is is where I definitely get a lot of inspiration. So, um, you know, uh, artistry, writings, uh, you know, the, uh, sculpture, things like that um, are, are all all super interesting and applicable to uh, to the business. Um, you know whether whether it's not whether it's taking um, a form that that makes a lot of sense or 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 taking a new way of uh, communicating whether it's graphically or 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 uh, audially um, it's it Anybody that's trailblazing in in in, yeah. in those messaging uh, markets um, re- really makes sense for us to take a look at and try to apply to our business. It's interesting, is that you know when when these conversations that we're having with insiders and these when you know when we came up with the this show, this is by the way our second episode, Owen. So <laughs> you're very much a trailblazer for us, and so we appreciate nice. that. Nice, <laughs> right? Number two, uh, the. <laughs> There's a common theme, though, when we have a conversation about innovation and we're talking about the kinds of people who are inspiring or we look to, you know, look to or follow that are, you know, whether it's that, you know, high end chef in Chicago who's trying something brand new or a sculptor or a painter. People keep talking about this idea of people taking risks and trying something new and different as it relates to innovation for you. And your team, how much of it is in the secret sauce that you're pulling together? How much of it is also a little bit of a risk, or maybe even scary to try? You know, any any first jump at at at, at a at a large scale product, um, you know, as something that's never been seen in 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 the QSR realm is is super yeah. scary. Which is why we try to mitigate risk by by testing the living hell out of it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, you know, if if we have an idea that we've latched onto um, in the culinary and the marketing teams, um, you know, extrapolated out through through the rest of the company, um, and and it's it's brand new. You know, there's there's a multitude of mediums uh, that that will take it to to test and try and validate with consumers before we but uh, before we put it um, in front of the masses. So so trying to trying to get the best read on, on a product and you know frankly is it going to sell a lot for us is is, is what what we try to delve into after we come up with the innovative product. So you, so this, and I'm curious if there is there been a moment, and I can probably name three or four in my career, but these weren't. I, I won't attach them to a brand. <laughs> but is there an idea that you knew was a risk? You knew it was, you know, kind of far out there. It might be tough to explain to your internal stakeholders, but in your gut, you were like, we should do that. And you didn't do it. It didn't make it. It failed, or it's, you, they, somebody stopped it. But you're still sitting there thinking in the back of your mind, "Oh my God, that would be the best idea." And Andy, I have like fifty of those. <laughs> um. <laughs> They're just heartbreakers. They're just they just they. Just, uh. Do you have one you could tell us about? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> it, 
There, there's one at the top of my head, uh, but uh, I'm still holding out hope that that, that okay. I can rekindle it. Um, okay, uh, okay, that's it's fair. Uh, and, that's fair. And, and frankly, I'm holding out hope for for all of those. Um, yeah. You know, but <laughs> they're like lost children, aren't they? You want them to come back home, right? Uh, uh, you know, yeah. uh, what what I play around with uh, a lot, you know, coming from from a brand that's known for um, known for its burgers. Um, outside yeah. of uh, Hardy's breakfast, is uh, is a lot of carrier innovation. So so thinking about uh, what what I can do with the bun um, outside of changing up toppings and sauces for uh, for for the sandwiches on my menu. So um, let me let me just tell you that uh, uh, we've gotten pretty crazy with uh, with, with those carriers. Uh, you know, very yeah. very similar to some of the ramen noodle buns that, that you've seen out there in New York City. <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, you know, I, I hold hope uh, that that we can rekindle those uh, at, at some point down, down the line, but uh, but it's just too far out there for our consumers right now. It's And that's fair, isn't it? I mean, you know, you as an innovator, it sounds like, you know, you've got a supportive team behind you. You've got a brand, two brands, my gosh, that are, you know, willing to push and, you know, try some new things. Uh, but it's, you have to be that first filter, don't you? I mean, it sounds just listening to you talk and knowing how close you are to your, your customer base is that you're you're thinking about those ideas as they come, you know, across your, you know, table or computer or your committee, you know, the groups who's making decisions before they even go to a test. Oh, yeah. Are you putting them through that filter on, yeah, this is far enough or that's too far or this is going to blow everybody away? I'm curious, yeah, which one do you lean for first? Which, which one is it? Is it the, this is going to kill everybody? And I love it. I mean, this is awesome. This is going to, you know, bring down the, you know, the, the, the comp, not bring down the competition, but everybody's going to show up at our drive through for this. We will cry. Or is your first, yeah. <laughs> is your first, is your first thought, my gosh, this will never get through whatever test I'm about to test, test it in. Yeah. So, um, so I, I play both roles, um, and, and yes, I, I am you know that that first filter that uh, uh, for 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 a new idea that my my team comes up with, or or you know even even I come up with. Um, and uh, frankly, Andy, I, I I crush dreams on a on a daily basis. Um, <laughs> you know, That's the interview, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I, uh, I I have to uh, I, I I have to. Uh, put a stop, you know, to, to sometimes, you know, really gripping ideas, uh, from, uh, from, from the first, first product showing, uh, just because, uh, you know, uh, either a, uh, our consumers aren't ready for it or B, uh, we're not ready for it. Um, right. and that's only if it's a good idea, if it's a bad idea, that's, that's a much easier explanation. Um, it's just, uh, no, just no. Uh, but, uh, but uh, on the other side of the coin, uh, I get really excited, you know, giddy like 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 a schoolgirl when uh, when when I when I see something truly innovative uh, coming out of my shop, um, and you know there there's a way to to activate the, those products uh, and and try and fast track it to to the menu, um, and, and those happen you know probably on a weekly basis as well. Oh wow! So. Wow. Um, yeah, well, weekly is uh, maybe pushing it uh, uh, on a on a monthly basis. Let's say. Okay. Okay. So you've got this 
you and, and I don't I don't know exactly how many ideas you guys get through in in a year, but is it? I mean, are we talking about like new products through Carl's and Hardy's? Are we talking about like dozens Hundreds. of menu innovations? Hundreds. Hundreds. How do you manage all of that? How I mean, you, you know, that's I mean, is that is that a you know when it comes to innovation, and you're clearly you know at the heart of innovation for these two brands, and you've got hundreds of ideas that are coming down. Is a lot of it delegation, or is it you know keeping focused on what's going to move the brand, or or ticket sa- or check sales? I mean, what what becomes the focus? Yeah. So uh, and that that boils down to um, our strategy uh, again. So so. Um, Outlining strategy from the get-go is huge, um, and then uh, aligning the right people to the right projects is is, is really step step number two. So, um, you know, a lot of ideas get killed early on because uh, they don't match up with current strategy at the time, uh, and that's uh, and that's that's rough, especially if it's a good idea. But if it doesn't fit yeah. in, in in the bucket that um, has the biggest need for us. Then um, it, it's there's no no point in wasting our time on it. Um, you know yeah. we 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 don't we don't necessarily kill it, but uh, we'll table it until until we need it. Um, so it's a, so, an idea an idea that may come. It's like look, it's not on strategy. We got to we got to wait on this one until maybe Q three, and I'm making up a time frame here. But that's something you'll hang on to. You, it's just it's got to be the perfect timing. It sounds like. Exactly, and uh, you know it's balancing okay. priorities uh, too. So, um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm that primary filter, and I'm also the the the, the calendar enforcer, and you know, project list <laughs> prioritizer. You're the, um, you are the dream, you're the dream killer, the calendar <laughs> driver, and this and the slave, and you know, you are whipping everybody into shape. It's a tough job. Uh, Owen, my, my guest right now is Owen Klein, and uh, Owen has got a fascinating uh, job as the VP of Global Culinary Innovation for all of CKE restaurants. And when we come back, we've got a special segment. Can't wait to take Owen through, and it's our innovator's confession. Those are those final questions we're going to ask of Owen whenever we come back. You're dun, with dun, Innovation dun. Insiders. <laughs> we'll be right back after this message. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network the brado innovation labs are a fleet of mobile laboratories equipped with the tools needed to conduct in-depth innovation sessions including rapid prototyping whenever and wherever you want it to be each lab is equipped with 3d printers laser cutters modeling software and prototyping tools the lab makes it easy to put prototypes into the hands of those who will be charged with the manufacturing marketing selling and ultimately consuming in as little as a single day Brado's Innovation Sprint streamlines what typically takes a month or longer into one intense productive week. 
At Brado, we take an inside-out approach to innovation that marries your company's inside expertise with consumers' outside insights, all in the same room. Together, this process helps to inform, research, design, and create alignment for your innovations. Our pursuit of intense empathy and innovation manifests itself in many ways, transforming traditional components of research into something much more powerful. For more information, visit brado.net, B-R-A-D-O.net. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Innovation Insiders with Brado Creative Insight with Andy Ford. For more information about Brado, please visit brado.net again that's b-r-a-d-o.net now back to the show welcome back i am talking with owen klein uh i failed to mention uh, any of uh, owen's contact and so you really should do yourself a favor and get on instagram and follow him at o.sizzle and I just dialed it up on break, and there are some pretty magnificent-looking food shots on there. You, you must spend at least part – your culinary training has taught you to how to be a food photographer as well, as well it seems. I've done some styling uh, in the past, <laughs> uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, like I said, trying try to amass talents. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you know you're a Renaissance guy. That's the bottom line. That's what we're talking about. Now, you know. Okay. So, oh, and this is our innovators' confession. And so we've got some questions that we ask all of our guests. And so I'm going to run these by you. You know, feel free. These are top of mind. So should be really easy and free association. All right. Number one, surprise me. I want you to tell me about the innovation that might catch us all off guard in the next five years. Um, food products made with um, derivatives of uh, of algae and seaweed, and uh, and and also um, you know things like insect flowers. So um, readily available and quickly reproducible food sources are are going to be a huge focus soon. You know, may, maybe not like five years, but but uh, but but within the next decade for sure. That's huge. And I, I was at the Natural Product Expo two years ago, and mm-hmm. there is a 
uh, a company out there <clears throat> that makes uh, power bars out of cricket flour. And the slogan on the back of their T-shirt is cricket, it's the gateway bug. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> it is one of my favorite. I think it's a – what about invasive species? I mean, do you – you know, I, I know that, you know, up in that area uh, northeast of here, I mean, the Asian carp was one yep. of those things, you know, continues. Do you think that that is also, you know, possibly fits in with that sort of alternative food sources? Yes, you, you know, uh, when when uh, the Asian carp invasion, uh, I guess we, we could say, was uh, was peaking in in the Great Lakes. Um, you know, I was I was still in Chicago, and um, and chefs were were, were challenged um, to 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 make this into uh, uh, you know a, a product that that people want to eat. And uh, you know, I tasted a ton of of good Asian carp dishes. So, you know, I I, I, th- I think that really plays into uh, creativity and innovation uh, as as a whole. You know, taking what's what's out there and available and turning it into something that people crave and want. People really want, really want. Okay, what are the top three words to describe an innovative individual? Creative, so, relatable, creative, uh, uh, relatable, trailblazer. Trailblazer. Yeah, other than your own, what company do you think is the most innovative in the world today? This could be in or out of food. Tesla. Duh. Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, talk a little bit about that. Tell me why. I mean, I, 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 I wish I wish Elon Musk was on the team here making food. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean. I, I I don't know. Uh, you know, there there's dreamers out there and, and people that you know prove theory and method and stuff like that, you know, like, like Nikola Tesla. Um, but, but this guy's actually doing it and implementing it on, on a mass scale, you know, uh, SpaceX, uh, it seems like it's, it's still kind of far off, but you know, self-driving yeah. cars, like he's actually got them on the road right now. It's nuts. Like yeah. uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, you know, taking, you know, Everybody else in all the technologies that he's functioning in right now are still so far behind. It seems like, you know, uh, his look at look at his cars. Like he he's nailed the technology and the design at, at the same time. You know, yeah. I, uh, tell me tell me about another electric car that actually looks like a, 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 <laughs> a, a good car. sports car. Uh, there's Absolutely. none out there. No, 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 you're right. That's, that's interesting. Is it, there's three things I want to key on that you said that I think are just huge. Is it a, there's dreamers, but then they are guys who actually guys, people who are making it, they're doing it. Right. And then he has hit that special crux between technology and design. I mean, to me, that's when you talk about carriers, when I think about your products, design has got to be one of those key elements that you guys look at as well. For sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 So, okay. no, I mean, and and, that, and that's and that's how we deliver the whole package. You know, we we touched yeah. on uh, marketing message before, and uh, you know that's you know a very very key uh, uh, mechanism that that we need to nail to to make sure a product sells well. It may taste great, may may look great, but if it's got some kind of foreign ingredient in there or an ingredient that people aren't familiar with. We got to educate the customer and uh, and yeah. prove that uh, it's it's worth a try, uh, but yeah. before they yeah. ever before they ever spend money on it. 
this doesn't have to be this is just this question just happens to be on the heels of us talking about what company if you could pick one person to be named master of innovation who would it be <laughs> um well, I, I guess Elon Musk would be a, a, a good one to, to start with. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, I'll go with him. Okay. Okay. So let's face it. I mean, innovators, people like yourself, people like Elon Musk, not, not that you guys are doing the exact same things, uh, but you could be powering people who are going to space. I mean, right? Right? But right. Those, those people are, you know, typically they are shit disturbers. They disrupt the status quo. They upset the apple cart, name any analogy. And we have all had those moments when we have either participated, seen it, or made it one of those disruption sort of moments. What's your favorite shit disturber moment? Um, wow, uh, that's, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, uh, Thomas Edison light bulb. Um, <laughs> that, had, that had to blow people's minds, right? I mean, kinda, just kinda, that kind of the game there, right? Right. He put, he put lightning in a piece of glass and said, deal with it. This is one <laughs> right. of those moments where you're like, yeah, you're never coming back from this. Do you yeah. think you're going to see those moments in your in your lifetime. Another one of those, holy cow, I can't believe that they just completely threw everything out the window and now we're starting. It's like starting over. No, I don't. Um, and I, I think that's just because we're so connected and so in touch with ah. any uh, iota uh, mm-hmm. of news that – you know, I, I think we're going to get daily reporting on anybody that's even close to, to uh, a, a windfall, disturbing moment like that. You know that mm-hmm. uh, that everybody's already going to be used to it by, by the time it rolls around. You know, like like a like a privatized self-landing rocket from SpaceX. Is that is that just the culture? To your point, is that just that moment when we've just come to expect that things are going to change and so now it would be so much harder to you know blow people away yeah it's kind of sad isn't it well i don't know i mean it may be maybe it's that you know it's moore's law right is that the speed just tends to double down on itself until we're moving faster and faster um Mm -hmm. i we're coming near the end of the show and i want to thank very much thank owen klein is vp global culinary innovation at cke restaurants ladies and gentlemen that's hardy's and carl's jr if you're eating at one of four thousand locations around the world not just this Mm -hmm. country uh you are touching or seeing the work that owen and his team uh, are putting out there um Owen, uh, you once again uh, have continued to blow me away with your insightfulness and the way you approach and think about innovation. I want to say that it's been a pleasure having you as our guest on Innovation Insiders. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as well. I did. I did. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't, I can't wait not only to uh, try some of the different samplings uh, of your meals and your dishes that are coming out, but to see some of the new and interesting ways you bring these to market. Um, uh, once again, you can reach us here. Uh, my email address is andy.ford at brado.net. You can hit me up on Twitter at aford, or you can hit up the company at Brado Insight. Oh, and I don't want you to forget to please follow our culinarily gifted and photography uh, connoisseur, O.Sizzle. 
on Instagram. I think you'll have a, well, I'll tell you what, I just looked at the photos now and I'm already hungry. So Owen, thanks a lot for being here. Uh, join us next week uh, for uh, uh, for our show. We're going to have another special guest and we'll really dive in and we look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening this week to Innovation Insiders with Grotto Creative Insight. Please join host Andy Ford again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, innovate.